This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dustin Craig, Chief Financial Officer of the Local Government Health Insurance Board of Alabama. Dustin, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having me, Laura. I'm thrilled to be here. And before we get started, I just wanted to take a little time and say what a great organization Becker is. Um, I encourage everyone listening to attend the conference if you have the chance. I just got back from that last week. Uh, it was an excellent uh excellently done. I'm sad I could only attend for one day. Unfortunately, I had a conference in another city uh, on Tuesday. I had to fly out that morning. Uh, I'm not just saying it was great because I got to sit front row and hear Derek Jeter speak for an hour, although that was pretty fantastic and he did an outstanding job. Uh, It was just a great experience overall and some very good information uh, in that conference. Uh, I also encourage everyone, if you don't already, to subscribe to Becker's emails. Uh, a few weeks ago, I sent one of the articles to our CEO. He actually saw something in there about COVID testing reimbursement that he wasn't aware of. So it always pays dividends when you can alert the boss to something that he didn't already know. And I just want to say Becker has not paid me for any of these endorsements. I'm saying these of my own free will. Well, thank you so much, Dustin. I'm glad that the content has met the mark, whether it is our newsletters or um, the conferences, and definitely Derek Jeter is always a, a must-see, uh, you know, so I'm glad you enjoyed the events, and, and I'm certainly glad that the newsletters are hitting the mark as well. I, I definitely, rest assured, we hope and aim to always have that information for you so you can provide it to the boss and uh, really uh, continue to, to do well there for the um, whatever your organization is, so that's great to hear. I love it. <laughs> yeah, keep up the um, great work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'm glad to have you on the podcast as well, because I know there's so much happening in healthcare and things are changing so quickly. Um, So I'm excited to jump into our discussion. But before we do, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background so we have that perspective headed into the discussion? Sure. I was born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. I attended Auburn University, where I got my accounting undergraduate degree After that, I went to Auburn University here in Montgomery to get my MBA. Uh, After that, I did some time in public accounting uh, down in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Then I decided after three busy seasons, that was enough for me. So I moved back to Montgomery and got a job with the Alabama Medicaid Agency, working in the finance department there for two years. Uh, After that, I moved over to where I am now, the local government health insurance plan. And I've been here for about six and a half years now. And just to give you a little more background on the local government insurance plan, we administer the health insurance plan for counties, municipalities, and what we call quasi-governmentals across the state of Alabama. The quasi-governmentals being your water boards, your 911 boards, uh, organizations like that. For our active population and our early retirees, we are self-insured. For our Medicare retirees, we are fully insured. We have about 32,000 subscribers about 27,000 dependents, so just under 60,000 total lives here in our plan. Got it. Wow. So that that's a lot of people and a lot of different, um, I'm sure, constituencies that you're working with and, and trying to negotiate as um, you figure out what your next steps are and continue to be able to provide health care in that kind of coverage for the members and the people that you serve. So. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about some of the issues that you're spending most of your time on today? What's really front of mind for you as as you're navigating some of the complex and rocky terrains in healthcare right now? Sure. So we have a lot going on. Uh, 
Most of the issues we're dealing with are specific to running a governmental health plan, as you could imagine. Uh, at the top of our list right now is our specialty trend. I know it's not just us. Uh, most, if not all, of the other state health plans across the nation have seen quite a drastic increase the past couple years in specialty. Uh, just to give you some perspective, specialty medications make up about 0.5% of all of our prescriptions, but they account for almost half of our total plan spend on prescription drugs. So that says quite a lot in itself. Uh, our increase in utilization and cost trend has been more than most other plans uh, from what I've seen. So right now we are working with outside consultants to do a deep dive and determine the root causes of what's driving up these costs and this utilization for us. Uh, around here, coupons are a hot topic, as I'm sure they are uh, elsewhere. And we do know that they play a, if not a big factor, at least somewhat of a factor in our specialty trend. Um, we had a plan change in 2020. Uh, it, during that plan year, coupons actually applied to the members max out of pocket and then starting in plan year 2021 going forward uh, they now do apply so members are meeting their max out of pocket much quicker with the coupons counting to their towards their max out of pocket um, so that's one of the reasons we know why our trend is higher than uh, it was in 2020 so it becomes sort of a balancing act between providing good benefits and not making members have to pay extraordinarily high costs. And then the other side of that is you have a very low number of these utilizers who make up a very large percentage of our total plan spend. So as a self-insured health plan, part of that is spreading the cost and the risk across all of the population. Uh, we're also looking at possibly implementing some new programs to help with the specialty issues, uh, programs to help with medication adherence, dosages, generic alternatives that are safe for the member that the member may not even know about. So now, you know, you see all these commercials on TV and people think that they have to have that specific medication. So they go ask their doctor, say, I have to have this. The doctor writes the script. Uh, and if you look at the cost of specialty, it really started to skyrocket overall in the late 90s, which just so happens to be when the FCC gave the green light for manufacturers to begin advertising. So we're hopeful that some of these biosimilars that are coming out uh, now and in the future will help drive down some of these costs. I heard Sharon Williams from the Cancer Treatment Centers on your podcast not too long ago discussing this very topic. Uh, we know the Humira biosimilars are forthcoming. Uh, right now, Humira is our highest costing drug by far. And I think the news came out today that Optum is actually adding three biosimilars to its formulary to compete with Humira, so we're anxious to see how that goes. Uh, on top of all of that, Alabama recently uh, implemented a new law to cap insulin at a $100 copay for our members. So we have a lot going on in the prescription drug world right now, as you can tell. On top of all of that, we're still waiting to determine the full effects of the pandemic in terms of delayed care and preventive screenings across our population. So we know that our cancer screening rates were down drastically during the height of COVID. Uh, mammograms, colon cancer, cervical screenings, all of those were down drastically uh, during the last plan year. And we just 
hope and pray that doesn't mean that more of our members will get sick, but obviously it objectively raises that risk anytime that a screening is delayed. Some other fallout from COVID, uh, we saw a 9% trend in our hospital costs from plan year 2020 to 2021. So right now we have to look at, is that trend going to continue or has all that pent up demand come and gone uh, since now everything's kind of getting back to normal, all of that remains to be seen. And then on top of all of that, uh, some uh, new projects we have specific to our agency, we are currently implementing a new benefit, benefit administration system. Uh, this is probably the most exciting thing we're working on, in my opinion. This new system is going to make life much easier for our members. Uh, the current system we have was developed in-house many years ago, and it's becoming outdated quickly. So this new system is going to enable our members to take a picture on their phone of a marriage license or birth certificate and upload that. And what used to take days or weeks as far as the actual enrollment side of things will now take seconds or minutes because it's all right there in the app. Uh, we hope to integrate this with our new Smart Shopper program that we're also currently implementing. Uh, this is part of uh, requirements for us as far as the transparency and coverage rule that I've heard mentioned on the podcast here before. Uh, we hope to have a single sign-on between the new benefit administration system, the new Smart Shopper app, and all of our TPA apps as well. So the member can just go to one place and have access to everything that they need. So we're also hoping that this new system will allow the member to eventually keep up with their wellness screenings which uh, is essentially their biometric data where they get screened every year to determine uh, their numbers as far as uh, blood pressure, glucose, BMI, and cholesterol. And if all that wasn't enough, on top of that, my agency is currently building a new building. So we hope to be in there early next spring. Right now we're sharing space with our sister agency, the State Employees Insurance Board of Alabama. They handle the insurance plan for the state employees here in Alabama, and we're working closely with them uh, to keep ties with them when we move out so we can uh, keep coll keep collaborating on things that come up specific to our industry. So there's a lot going on here, as you can tell. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like, you know, a lot to be thinking about, and obviously, you know, from the specialty medications and working through some of that to looking at costs, hospital utilization, um, and, and then to recovering from the pandemic. I know that is no small feat to try to predict what's going to be happening in the next year and thinking about, you know, historical numbers versus what happened in the last two years. Um, I, I can imagine just thinking about how to move forward can make a big difference. But I'm also very interested in some of the, the projects you mentioned in terms of making it easier for um, your members to really provide information and get information, uh, whether it's cost data or, or other things. And so I think it seems like you definitely have um, an eye for, you know, what the consumer wants and how to make it easy for members to, to really, um, I guess, connect and identify what they need and then um, get the different care, whether it's healthcare or prescriptions and those kinds of things um, really easily and in a straightforward way. Now, when you look at the future, how are you thinking about growth and development and, and some of the investments that you're planning for in the next two years or so? So that's a good question. Right now, we have 54 out of the 67 counties in the state of Alabama on our plan, and 
226 municipalities. So right now, our executive team is going out and meeting with some of these groups that aren't on our plan and discussing if it would be mutually beneficial for them to join us. So we'll tell them what we can offer them, all of our programs and benefits, you know, and what our premiums are. And then we'll look at it and see if it makes sense from their perspective and ours for them to join the plan. So we're actively looking to increase our population for groups that fit us and that we fit their needs as well. Uh, one of our main priorities in doing all of that is keeping premiums low for our members. So for 2021, I can give you some quick numbers. Our family premiums were 35% cheaper than the national average, and our single premiums were 23% cheaper. And that's according to the Kaiser Foundation annual survey that they put out uh, each year. So keeping our member costs low is at the forefront of all that we do. Uh, as far as investments, uh, I think uh, what I touched on earlier as far as the new benefit administration system, uh, we are making huge investments in technology to better serve our members uh, as well as our infrastructure overall with the new building that I alluded to. Uh, so with both of those huge projects underway, as well as some other new programs that we're uh, looking at implementing. Uh, I think the future is bright here, and I think we are putting in the investments, uh, especially from a technology perspective, to give our members the best experience that they could ask for from a state health insurance plan. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's so important in just kind of uh, looking at the mission and vision and then to utilizing the technology in the best way possible and uh, really seeing what makes a difference and, and how to move forward. Um, before we wrap up our conversation here, I was wondering, could you tell me a little bit about what you're most excited about right now? What really, um, you know, keeps you going? Sure. So I think first and foremost, I'm excited about the future of our agency. Uh, we have so many new and big projects in the works that most days I'm hardly in my office at all because I'm meeting with the executive team and our partners and our vendors to get these things off the ground and get them rolling. Um, I mentioned the new benefit administration system, our new building, all the in infrastructure that comes along with that. Uh, in addition to those things, we are also looking at implementing a new wellness platform. And let me back up a little and give you some perspective on what I mean when I say our wellness program and wellness platform. So we as a plan promote what we call biometric wellness screenings annually for our subscribers and their spouses. Uh, this ties to part of our mission statement to promote the health and well-being of our members. What this screening does is it tells a member what their BMI, their blood pressure, their cholesterol, and their blood glucose is at that point in time. Uh, and as far as I know, our former CEO was the first in the nation to put this type of program into place when he did this 15 to 20 years ago. I remember he went on CNN and Fox News, and there were articles written by people that were calling it a fat tax because they didn't understand what it was exactly. And now if you look, most, if not all, state health plans do this very thing or something very similar. But all it does is make the member aware of what their numbers are each year and if any number is elevated, the member actually gets a referral to their PCP for a free visit, meaning no, co no copay for the member. Uh, so we got some pushback originally from doctors who thought, you know, uh, 
we might be taking away some of their business by doing this, but in reality, we're actually sending more people to them with these free referrals. Uh, looking at our members screened every year uh, since the program began back in, I think, 2009, uh, we see that for most groups in any at-risk category that initial year, they have improved their metrics drastically. So just to give you some numbers real quick, uh, starting in that baseline year, 2009, all the members at risk for their blood pressure, they had an average of 180 over 104 in that first year. And as of 2020, their average was 137 over 78. For those at risk for their cholesterol, their average went from 279 that first year down to 205 in 2020. And for those at risk for their glucose, their average went from 269 down to 219. So the wellness screening program is, uh, is a great benefit to all the employees under our plan, uh, and we do all we can to encourage them to take advantage of that. And what this new wellness platform is going to do is enable our members to log in and see their historical screening numbers and hopefully be able to schedule their screenings as well. So it puts their wellness in their hands. And some other things I'm excited about, um, I mentioned some new programs that we're implementing for our members' health. One of those is a type 2 diabetes reversal program. We put that in place last year, and the members who have participated have seen great success with it. We have some who have lost literally hundreds of pounds and come off their diabetic meds. Uh, after one year, the four participants, the average A1C reduction was 1.5. Their average weight loss was 8.6%, and 55% of their prescriptions were eliminated. In addition to that program, we also at the same time started a weight loss program where the results after one year, the average weight loss for those participating was 4%. And these programs are free to the members, so there's no copay, no cost to them. And the programs are working, and we have ROI guarantees in place to make sure that they do. Now we just have to figure out how to increase the enrollment in these programs and get the word out to more of our members so that they will uh, hopefully join as well. And then lastly, I'll say that we as a state agency want to be more than a health insurance plan. We want to be a health plan for our members. We are concerned about the well-being of our members, and we want them to take their health into their own hands and live their best lives. And I feel that we here at the agency have a great team in place to do just that. So I'm excited about the future of the local government health insurance plan and the future of our members as well. That's amazing. That all sounds like you have so much uh, on tap and in place and really thinking about your members in terms of what's going to be beneficial for them and how to really make things work for them, it, it, especially some of those programs, whether it's the wellness program um, and some of the weight loss uh, opportunities that they have. It just seems like, um, you know, being able to have those results and see how much of a difference it's making must be really gratifying. That's right. We're trying to be on the cutting edge of innovation here. Perfect. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really great discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Same here. Thank you very much, Laura. Nice speaking with you.